Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. To start today's episode off, talking about the Bears who announced some bad news today, and it was that All-Pro pass rusher Khalil Mack has been placed on IR and is expect and is expected to have season-ending foot surgery. So. Khalil Mack is done for the year. Uh, he was off to an okay start this season, six sacks, 15 tackles in seven games. He had not played since the Tampa Bay loss uh, due to a foot injury. He was not expected to go on IR. The Bears kept him off IR so that they didn't have to uh, have to make him miss a minimum of three weeks so they could bring him back. And now it looks like uh, that chance is completely done here. Uh, so the Lions are going to be able to avoid, uh, Lions and Ravens, I should say, are going to be able to avoid uh, taking on Khalil. Mack. We were hoping there was a shot. Khalil Mack was going to be returning, not against the Ravens. I wasn't really expecting him to return against the Ravens, but possibly against the Lions. But now uh, that is not going to be happening here. And some other bad news, another defensive lineman out, and that's Akeem Hicks. He's expected to miss the game against Baltimore. Uh, And then Allen Robinson today, it was announced that he is doubtful uh, with a hamstring injury. So Allen Robinson, uh, who's been, hasn't really been dealing with as many injuries as he has in the past, uh, and it wasn't off to a great season, but I was, he was a guy I was expecting to, uh, you know, step up his production a little bit after a very disappointing first half. Uh, But now it looks like we're possibly not going to be seeing that this week against the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, Eddie Jackson is also questionable. He's still injured. Uh, he's still injured as well. He's been injured the past couple weeks. So it uh, looks like we'll possibly be seeing DeAndre Houston Carson back in that starting role at the either free safety uh, or strong safety position, depending on the health of Tayshawn Gibson as well. Uh, and then the Bears also announced that veteran linebacker Danny Trevathan has been placed on the injured reserve for the te- for the second time this year, and that will officially end his season. You're not allowed to put a player on injured reserve twice, so they are officially uh, going to be shutting down Danny Trevathan for the year, which uh, also sucks. Trevathan hadn't uh, started the year with the team. He had been dealing with some injury issues as well. Um, uh, he only played in five games so far this season, no sacks. Uh, he has only eight tackles on the year. He had been playing pretty okay, I'd say. Yeah, he hadn't really been playing amazing. Roquan Smith is obviously taking away from a lot of the a lot of the attention on him because of his uh, you know, because of his strong play. Uh, but Danny Trevathan was you no. Know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, he's already uh, thir- already 31 years old. The injuries are starting to catch up to him. I'm guessing this we could most likely be seeing the final uh, the final games of Danny Trevathan's career in Chicago. Here, uh, the Bears also. Signed veteran pass rusher Bruce Irving. Bruce Irving was a former member of that Legion of Boom defense in Seattle, and then they have uh, called up Cassius Marsh from the practice squad to the active roster. So the guy who uh, uh, was involved in that controversial call against the Steelers uh, is now going to be back on the Bears roster for this game. So uh, Bears with some very bad news today. Uh, nothing's getting getting good here. Bears on a losing streak, and now they're going to lose some of their top players here. If literally the best two players on the defense, I'd say. Actually, no. Maybe best three players on the defense in Mac, Treve- in, uh, Mac and Akeem Hicks. Just, and uh, no, Roquan Smith is probably the best player on the defense, but you're losing two very good pieces there. Uh, you're on a losing streak. You're going to be playing a good Baltimore Ravens team, so uh, this is going to be a tough week for the Bears. They'll be playing on Sunday at 12 o'clock in Chicago so that will be a um this will be an interesting matchup against a very good Ravens team that is amazing at moving the ball on the ground so um Bears not with a good day here today uh the Bulls will be taking on the Denver Nuggets tonight at eight o'clock they'll be finishing up their west coast trip here 
Uh, Bulls coming off that embarrassing loss to the Tim, to, not the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers, where they blew that game pretty late in the fourth quarter. There, uh, Zach Levine missed that wide open three, which would have tied the game. Uh, Bulls now ten and five on the year. Nuggets are nine and six. They're coming off of a bad loss to the 76ers, where they lost 103 to 98. Uh, the Bulls, however, are going to have a tough test as they're going to be taking on the MVP of the league in Nikola Jokic, one of the best big men in the NBA. Um, you know, he's a guy who's, even though banged up, he's still doing a very good job, currently averaging 26.1 points per game, 13.8 rebounds, 6.3 assists per game, uh, and he's shooting 59% uh, from the field and 38% from three, so he's been absolutely dominant this year, and the Bulls are going to be without Nikola Vucevic once again, so uh, right now, not going to be a good sign here. I think this is going to be a big problem for the Bulls. Tony Bradley was struggling against uh, against Jusuf Nurkic, uh, and so how is he going to do against uh, against the MVP of the league and Nikola Jokic? That's going to be a really um, that's going to be a really tough game for the Bulls. I honestly hope that Tony Bradley is going to be able to hold his own in there. Maybe they'll you know run some different defensive plays on. Um, on Jokic to try and make him pass the ball, but uh, either way, this is going to be a very tough one for the Bulls. The Nuggets are in a very good spot right now. Uh, then the Bulls will be heading home on Sunday to take on the New York Knicks. That's a team that beat them, that uh, made the Bulls take their first loss of the season in that 104 to 103 loss on October 28th. That was their first loss of the year for the Bulls. Uh, the Knicks are coming off of a bad loss to the Magic on Wednesday, and then tomorrow they'll be taking on the Houston Rockets before they take on the Bulls on Sunday. So, uh, Bulls are in a, in a decent spot still in the standings. They're currently, um, where are the standings at right now? They're currently sitting in third place. They're ten and five. Heat and Mad, uh, Heat and Nets have both pulled away. They're both eleven and five on the year. So uh, hopefully the Bulls are able to rattle off some wins against the Nuggets and Knicks, two teams who are very good so far this year. Then tomorrow, the Blackhawks will be taking on the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton at 9 o'clock. The Hawks will be meeting up with former Blackhawks defenseman Duncan Keith, who was traded there in the offseason. Um, Keith, a uh, legendary member of that of that Blackhawks defense, uh, and of the, you know, uh, the Conn Smythe winner in the 2015 Stanley Cup, um, was a former Norris Trophy winner, so uh, he was dominant with the Blackhawks. Uh, Hawks needed to trade him. He requested trade, so the Hawks will be meeting him for the first time since his trade to Edmonton. And uh, hopefully the Hawks are able to get a win. Connor McDavid is once again off to an amazing start this year. So uh, hopefully the Hawks are able to continue a five-game winning streak and stay undefeated in the Derek King era. Uh, and then he, we're going to go over some free agents to for the Cubs to target and some free agents for the Cubs to avoid this offseason. So the first player uh, the Cubs should definitely be targeting is starting pitcher John Gray. John Gray uh, in Colorado this season went eight and twelve with a 4.59 ERA in 149 innings pitched. Uh, Gray had a tough season. Um, I think he's a bounce back candidate though. Gray has shown um, he's shown some pretty good pitching stats in the past. Uh, in particular, 2017 he had a uh, 3.67 ERA and then 2019 a 3.84 ERA. Uh, then you no, know, 2020 was a really bad year for him. And then 2021 was also a pretty bad year for him. So uh, I think he's a bounce back candidate. Um, no, he is pitching in Colorado. That's a very tough place to pitch at. Uh, no, Coors Field has that you no know, advanced that uh, higher elevation that's going to make that ball travel. So uh, no, Gray he's had some issues in that you no know, in that Colorado ballpark. But still, I think if you no know, he's able to get a change of scenery in there. Uh, I think he's going to be a prime candidate to bounce back, especially with a Cubs team that needs pitching. They're going to throw him into a big role right away, and I feel like he could uh, possibly uh, bring them what they need. 
The next player for the Cubs to target is going to be Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, Castellanos was a former Cub traded from the Tigers to the Cubs in the uh, 2019 trade deadline, I want to say, before he ended up signing with the Cincinnati Reds in 2020. Um, and no, Castellanos, he's going to be another big bopper. He's a guy who can hit a lot of home runs. Um, no, he was a he was a guy who. Um, who was Cincinnati this season had a had a career season. We knew he wasn't going to be uh, wasn't going to be returning there after he had such a great year. He hit three hundred nine with thirty four home runs, a hundred RBIs, uh, a six a three sixty two OBP. 576 slugging and an OPS of 939. So yeah, he had a really good season with uh with Cincinnati. He is not a great defensive outfielder, which could be an issue in the NL if they were to implement a universal DH. I think this signing would work a lot better for the Cubs since you could throw him in the DH role and I think he'd dominate pretty well defensively. Uh, he isn't great but still, he can absolutely rake. So I think he'd be a very nice pickup for the Cubs if they're willing to go out and spend a lot of money. If they feel like they could you know, start competing with some you know, younger prospects or uh, with some older free agents or some veteran guys, uh, then I think Castellanos would be a very nice piece of this team, whether in right field or in uh, or in DH role. Uh, and then the next player we the, that the Cubs should be targeting is going to be Steven Matz. Um, and Steven Matz on the season... He had a pretty, I mean, he had an okay year, uh, 14 and a uh, 14 and seven record with a 3.82 ERA and a 1.33 WHIP. He actually had a very good year in his 29 game uh, with the Blue Jays. Uh, he isn't going to be competing for a Cy Young, but he is a very solid rotation piece. Uh, he's 30 years old. Uh, I think he'd be a solid fit for this team. Um, no, he's a guy who I think they would throw into a pretty big role right away, uh, since they do need a pitcher who can, you know, bring them into, you know, bring them deeper into games. I feel like Stephen. Uh, Steve Matz would be a nice option for the Cubs. I feel like he's a guy you probably wouldn't break the bank for either. I know Nicholas Castellanos is a guy you're going to be paying a lot of money for since he's coming off of a career season. Uh, Steven Matz is not one of those guys. So he's not going to be uh, that player who you're going to break the bank for. And then a player to avoid is got is got to be Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is one of the best baseball, um, no, one of the best pitchers in baseball, easily. Um, you know, he had an amazing season with the Dodgers, amazing seasons with the Nationals in the past. He's a former Cy Young winner, uh, but still, uh, he's going to be 38 years old next year. My guess is that if he is going to get a long-term contract, it's going to be from the Dodgers, a team that you know they've won world, they've won a World Series, but they still want more. They're a big market. They're able to sign a guy like Scherzer and possibly you know have that backfire, and they're still going to have a lot of ways they could get rid of that contract because they're in such a big market. Uh, so they're going to be able to you know, dominate with a guy like Sir, uh, like Scherzer in contract negotiations. Um, and no, Scherzer is no not slowing down in performance. So he's getting better with age, it seems. But uh, still, there is some injury concerns that popped up in the postseason uh, a couple times in that Giants in that uh, Giant series. He missed a couple games, I want to say, because he had some injuries. Uh, but still, even if you no, know, he isn't interested in the Cubs. Still, the Cubs need to stay away from him because I'd say he is the biggest prize on the market. If you no, know, if you're not really considering a Nick a Nick Cassianos or a Trevor Story or Javi Baez. Corey Seager. Um, if you're not considering those guys, I'd say that I'd say that Max Scherzer is probably the best name on the market um, because of what he's been able to do so late into his career. But 
even if the Cubs want to go out here and if, you know, if they want to get big name target, big name free agents into the Cubs, onto this Cubs roster so they can start competing again, Scherzer might be a guy that they go after. And I just do not think that's smart with his age, with some of those injury issues. I just don't know if that's going to be something that's going to fit into this, this Cubs team, uh, this Cubs team's plans, I guess. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you guys tomorrow.